stand up to woke corporate America. Yeah, they work. Like that, like a morning. It's uh, Monday. It is 509-550-KTSA-FM-1071 and on the Treyware page at KTSA.com. Got a brand new video up there for you. The highlights from the election. Just a real quick uh, cursory look at what happened during the election. You can check it out after all the mega rain we had over the weekend. I hope you came out of that okay without too much damage. Going to have uh, Stevens Roofing come out today and do an inspection because I'm telling you guys, it was the heaviest rain that we've had. I, w- I w- really was uh, back to 1998. For those of you who were here in 1998, we had these training storms that came in, and it was a gigantic flood, and it was w- one of the worst things that we've seen in a long time. And uh, <clears throat> that's where my head was when I was watching this go on on Saturday. Was I was just thinking, man, here we go again with the training effect, and it lasted for so long. Uh, lots of the highways were shut down right over the bike. Cowboys, where you've got the interchange between 410 and 35, it was shut down. The lower levels downtown, it was all shut down over the weekend. And uh, full sunshine yesterday, which means, and it looks like this week has got a good chance of being a pretty sunny week. There's a chance for a, a shower or two tomorrow, but uh, but most of the week, most of the week anyway, is going to be like it was yesterday. So your grass is going to be as tall as your house about Tuesday afternoon, maybe this afternoon, <laughs> after what happened over the weekend sunshine and patchy clouds in 91 uh, today so the uh, city is real happy with 50,000 voters casting ballots on election day saying it was a number of a uh, record number of early voters so that san antonio turned out with 17 percent of eligible voters casting a ballot i want to say that's an improvement but I, i'm still not writing home when we got 17 percent of eligible voters turning out i know they're all happy they're all excited and they're all fired up look how many we got to turn out 17 percent of eligible voters but uh uh, that was an improvement because, you know, you've been down around 11% in San Antonio for quite some time. A passed, which means city council will be able to spend money on anything they want to spend money on. Get ready for the days of coming out of the black and into the red in San Antonio. And I'll, we'll talk about that. Proposition P- B went down as it should. Uh, that was the first step to defunding the police and removing the police department, federalizing the police department in San Antonio. We all knew what it was. We all know the ultimate goal of the leftist socialist liberals in this town, and that's where they wanted to head with Prop B, and it failed to pass. But don't back down. You guys who are supporters of cops, you need to stay on your toes because they're going to come back. Ron Nirenberg is coming back for a third term. That's not shocking, surprising at all. Because San Antonio very rarely, very rarely, in fact, I think it was Ed Garza maybe, but um, San Antonio very rarely gets rid of an incumbent uh, mayor. So that was not a shocker to me in any shape, form, or fashion. Several runoffs, uh, Trevino and Bravo in one, McKee Rodriguez and Andrew Sullivan in two, Villagran and Yoreste in three, Castillo and Lopez in five, Courage and Von Dolan in nine, the early voting for the runoff goes May 24th to June 1st, and the election day, early voting or runoff day, is June 5th. Uh, Clayton Perry got back in. That was awesome. Uh, he's the only one that's shown any guts against the liberal tidal wave that's been downtown and standing against it. And hopefully, hopefully, Patrick Von Dolan is going to win in this uh, runoff, and you'll have two true conservatives. Patrick Von Dolan is a true conservative. John Courage is anything but a conservative. And so San Antonio actually has an opportunity in Districts 9 and 10 
to have two true conservatives for a change working against the tidal wave of ridiculous leftist policies that they have been uh, uh, working their way through downtown. So uh, if you want more, it's right there on the video. It's on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. You just type in Trey, T-R-E-Y, KTSA, or go through the KTSA Facebook or my Facebook, Traffic, AccuWeather.com forward slash radio. Hey, this is Sean Rima. Get KTSA when you want it online at KTSA.com plus Facebook and Twitter. Stay connected. James Cobble can live in his world. I don't think he's terribly relevant to what happens in Congress right now. 210-599-5555. Your comments on the news this morning. Uh, the video is my take on the elections of Saturday. Did you vote this Saturday? Uh, what did you think about how the election went? Are you happy with the results of the election? Do you wish something had gone a different way? Just, you know, give me your overall view, your overall take on the election from Saturday. 210-599-5555. Also, on the uh, video, make sure that you like it, share it, and comment on it, because um, I read every single comment on those videos, every one of them, and I really love your input. So they're there at KTSA.com, Treyware page. There is a border crisis, says Henry Cuellar. Well, I'll just say, I'll add, he says it is for another time, because he was actually on this show not that long ago, talking about the border crisis, because he's been there and he's seen it. And he uh, was the one who blew the doors wide open on how Joe Biden has failed miserably. And Henry was speaking out again this weekend on Saturday, slamming the president for failing to address the border crisis during his address to Congress. Well, I'm not. I'm just not shocked by anything that Joe Biden does or doesn't do anymore, right? According to Cuellar, what's taking place in the border states is a crisis and should be acknowledged as such and should be handled as such. And they're not doing that. So, he said there is a border crisis, no ifs, ands, or buts. The numbers are way too high. Cuellar said roughly 8,500 illegal aliens have been released into the interior of the U.S. on the honor system. The problem is those illegal immigrants have not received proper notice to appear documents, says Henry Cuellar. He said, I'm supportive of President Biden. I'm a supporter of his, but we're not paying attention to the border communities, and this is not under control. He slammed the Biden administration for doing away with President Donald Trump's migrant protection protocols. Let's go to the phone. Line one, John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Monday, John. What's up? Well, we're we're enjoying the seven inches of rain that we had over here. Good. And, um, so I predicted with an uneducated electorate and flooding the zone, you've used that term. John Cornyn did the same thing, the, get all their buddies to, to run for the position and uh, that gives the incumbent the advantage because of name rec- recognition. Oh, sure. You're talking about the mayor's race, right? It, right. Yeah, 13 challengers. Yeah, right. But flooding the zone, that's an un- uneducated electorate. 12% yeah. turnout. What was the turnout percentage? Uh, 17. Oh, 17%. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a seventeen percent total. Seventeen percent of eligible uh, voters uh, turned out, both between early voting, they had like fifty thousand uh, uh, in uh, same day, and then they heard early voting, which uh, was a record number. Uh, so they did get the numbers up. Although, and thank you for the call, John. Although seventeen percent and the numbers that they're talking are still pretty low, pr- pretty pitiful numbers, right? Uh, you, you really are not uh, affecting any kind of change at City Hall until you're in the 20s and 30s in uh, the numbers, uh, percentages of of voters who are turning out. What that says is a couple of things. First of all, uh, n- number one, people just don't think anything's going to change because basically City Hall is a swamp that's much like uh, Washington, D.C. You're changing the faces. You're rearranging the, the furniture. But the walls are the same, and that's what City Hall is. All the staff is all the same. So the staff that was there is the staff that's going to be there. That's why I've talked about getting rid of Andy Segovia. If you really want to do something, you got to get rid of the attorney. You really got to do something, you got to get rid of the city manager. Those are the things that really have to change in order for San Antonio to change. But San Antonio has been, you know, a light blue place for a long time. And the only reason I say light blue is because San Antonio likes to call itself conservative, you know? We're Hispanic, and we're conservative, and we believe in God, and we don't have abortion. We don't believe in abortion, and we believe in the Catholic Church, and look at all the Catholic missions here, and all of those things. But they go out and they vote for Democrats who fund abortions. So I mean, that, that's how San Antonio rolls. San Antonio is a mess when it comes to politics, and it always has been. And it's run by just a few. There's some very rich guys behind the scene who fund these candidates, and they're the ones who pick who is actually going to have an opportunity to run and compete and and be up front. And it's the money that's flowing to them through these very wealthy guys around town. Uh, but it's also uh, these, you know, for lack of a better term, the the machines that are put into effect. So San Antonio has this machine of the same old names. Uh, Rest your soul, you know, you had Lila Cockrell in there several times. You had Henry Cisneros in there several times. Henry Cisneros is not out of politics in San Antonio. He's as involved as he ever has been. Uh, Phil Hardberger, uh, Cheryl Scully, even though she's not in a, uh, you know, working for the city anymore, she's still a powerful political voice behind the scenes. Uh, all these people, you know, the Castro brothers, both of them, have huge, huge influences in what happens here in the political scene, behind the scenes as well as out in public. And so uh, that's how San Antonio has always run. And, um, you know, you've got some people who are uh, making some noise. Patrick Von Dolan is a true conservative. And he nobody worked harder for this than Patrick did. He was every day reaching out, every day getting in touch with me and wanting to talk about something. Every day he was walking in his community. Every day he was doing something to make sure that people knew he was there and that he was competing. And And I remember specifically when John Courage went in, there were people who were saying, this guy is a socialist, you know, these, you know, and, and, you know, the people in that district, in District 9, are pretty conservative. And this guy's a socialist and just be, watch out because he, he leans a lot to the left and you're going to see a lot of socialism come from him and left leaning things and so on and so forth. And the, the true conservative out of those two is going to be Patrick Von Dolan. And it's not even close. It's not even a close battle. Uh, they are so, so far apart politically and in every other way it's not even funny and uh, so i think um you know district nine now has a real opportunity a real opportunity to affect major change in their district with a true conservative here during this uh, runoff and that is to go for patrick von dolan 
because that's what he is. He's a true conservative, and I have no doubt in my mind that he will lead by conservative principles. And I say that based on how he leads now, right? So I, I really don't care what you say. It's what you do that matters. That's one of the reasons I came out so strong for Clayton Perry, because Clayton did it. Clayton got in there, and Clayton did what Clayton said he was going to do, and that was represent the conservative base in District 10. And he did it the whole time. And many, most of the time, if not all, he was the lone wolf down there all by himself when everybody else was voting for more socialism and more, bigger government and more government control out of downtown. Clayton said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And so he deserved uh, another opportunity to get back in there. Well, uh, Patrick Von Dolan is also one that uh, leads by conservative principles, conservative values. He's done that in his community over there, and um, he would be a good one. He would definitely be a good one for District 9. So we could talk about some of the other races going on over there as well. And when we come back, I want to get back on the border crisis for just a second, because this thing with um, Henry Cuellar made me think about uh, some research I was doing over the weekend about the border, and I want to catch you up on all that. Coming- 680995. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Here we go. It's Monday, 210-599-5555. What do you think of the elections? Are you satisfied with the results? Happy not what? 210-599-5555. All that rain over the weekend, kind of reminiscent of 1998, wasn't it? But uh, this week, got a whole new week and all beautiful sunshine week. It may get a little rain tomorrow, but certainly nothing like what we had over the weekend. KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni are presenting Serving Those Who Serve, where you can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member. Just go to KTSA.com to enter. Presented in part by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, the Institute for Functional Health, and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. So Henry Cuellar was saying over the weekend that he differs from the Biden administration. It is a crisis down at the border. It is a major crisis, and he's talking about how many people are being released into the interior of America without being given court dates or any other information about ever, uh, you know, reappearing. Well, that's the plan. They are resettling our country. And what that effectively does, the effect of that, the overall effect, is it brings down salaries for the middle class because you've got more workers competing for fewer dollars. And when that is the case, when you get that out of balance, then you're going to have uh, a middle class that's going to have wage stagnation. So the entire middle class is being wiped out, and, and it's a plan, and they're working the plan. They're resettling the United States of America with people that that coming that are coming from poor countries, so they don't have skills. They're, they're not coming with skills. It's not like they're coming from countries that have taught them skills for the future. These are not people that are coming in from countries that are are you know working in cu- computers and and uh, AI and all you know sciences all that no no that's that's not what we're talking about here so uh, this is a collapse of the middle class is exactly what this is going to do and when they collapse the middle class we're going to have a whole bunch of dependents we already do i don't know if you know but i do i know people who are totally relying on the government now because of all the stimulus money they've been sent and, and the unemployment money that they're getting, they're making more money sitting at home, and that's what they have chosen to do. It's real sad. It's a sad existence. You want to sit your butt on the couch all day, but that's what some people are choosing to do out of this. And so Henry Cuellar is talking about that. And, uh, I was doing some research over the weekend about the uh, cartels and what they're doing down there. Pretty crazy. Uh, where they are uh, beginning now to throw kids in the river. Did you hear about this? They're throwing kids in the river, 
and these kids can't swim. So our guys are going to save the lives of those kids, and then the cartels just drive the drugs across. They have these pretty interesting uh, amphibious vehicles that look like uh, Toyota trucks and stuff like that. They're amphibious. They can go across the water, and they're carrying drugs. So while our guys are running over there snatching kids out of the water before they drowned, that the cartels are just throwing them in the water, then uh, the, the the trucks come right across and the drugs are coming right into the country. That's actually happening. <laughs> That's actually happening. That's not a movie. It's happening. And then p- possibly you heard of in San Diego, the boat capsizing over there. The boat uh, had f- killed four, injured 24, smuggling operation in San Diego. The boat capsized there. And then last Thursday, we had the story of 90 people who were found in a house in southwestern Houston. Investigators suspect was also part of a human smuggling operation over there as well. This is what's going on. And it's all Joe Biden's fault. Whoa, what do you mean? Well, you know, they <laughs> they were quick to say over the weekend that it was not his fault. He had nothing to do with it. And that's full on crap. That is all Joe Biden's fault. Back during the campaign, when he was running for president, he said, and we have the sound on a number of occasions, yes, when I'm elected, I'm going to strip back the laws, and I want to surge the border. We have to surge the border. It's time to surge the border. Well, when he said that, and then he said you get free health care when you surge the border, of course they're going to surge the border for free health care. And that's what we're living with right now. Effectively, folks, We don't have a border. (laughs) It doesn't exist. And people are just freely, freely walking in to the United States of America. There is no United States of America in the South. Doesn't exist. Texas governor calling on Democrat official to resign. You've heard uh, Don Morgan talking about this story this morning. Gary O'Connor, chairman of the Lamar County Democrat Party writing in a Facebook post that Tim Scott, the senator, who gave that outstanding speech, saying, I'm telling you, if you're Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, Christy Noem, you're going to have target on your back. And those people, I'm not even sure they know how bad it's about to get on them with the media and the Democrat machine and Hollywood and all of their de- destruction forces. But it's about to get horrific. Because they're looking at 2024, and they know that all of these guys are perfect for 2024, and they're going to go after them. Their fangs are out, and they're going to rip the flesh from their bones. And Gary O'Connor, chairman of the Lamar County Democrat Party, wrote in a Facebook post that Tim Scott, the lone black Republican in the Senate, is a little more than an Oreo with no real principles, end quote. He's since deleted that post. Hmm, wonder why. I mean, you know. If you're going to put it up, if that's how you feel, leave it up. Live with the consequences, big boy. Uh, but that's the problem with the left. They'll, they'll do this kind of thing, and then they'll take those posts down because they're just a bunch of cowards is what they are. So Greg Abbott says this is disgusting, hateful, and completely unacceptable. O'Connor must apologize to Senator Tim Scott and step down immediately. Abbott also said the Texas Democrat Party should censure him for the racial slur. The Urban Dictionary defines Oreo as the term for African Americans that the black community is generally offended with for betraying their roots, usually for dating Caucasian girls, dressing too white, talking too white, etc. The term is branded Oreo since they are black on the outside and white on the inside. It's not my words. Those are the words from them. So uh, uh, let me just say this. If you're thinking that... that, 
this guy is going to apologize or that he is going to be censured by the Democrats or that he is going to resign, as would happen with a Republican if a Republican were to call a black person an Oreo. If you're thinking that, that would, that's going to happen to a Democrat person, you're on serious drugs and alcohol this morning, and you probably need to seek help for it, okay? You probably need to seek help. You and Hunter should probably go together because they're not going to do that to a Democrat. Democrats can say and do anything they want, and they have the cover of the media, and they have the cover of the Democrat machine. But otherwise, Northam would not be the governor of Virginia, now would he? Would he? Exactly. So on and on it goes with these guys. They can say whatever they want with impunity. They can be as rude and as crash and as cr- crass and as crude as anything toward a Republican, regardless of the color of that Republican. They can say anything they want to with total immunity. And, uh, and, and they do. <laughs> they do. They, they not only say it with their mouths, they say it on Twitter and, and everywhere else. And there's no ramifications. This guy's not going to be taken off of Twitter. He's not going to be taken off of Facebook. You say that and you'll go to Facebook jail. Right? Because you're a conservative. That's the only difference. That is the world we live in today. Now we can retake that world. You know, we can, we can take the power back, uh, and retake that world. And nothing says that they own it forever and they can't, we, we can't, you know, take that back from them, but it's going to take, you know, a long, arduous process, but, but we can do it. We're not going to put up with insane policies that make life worse, says Austin, Texas, and they voted to ban camping in certain places and we'll tell you more about that we'll dive into that when we come back we got the pledge of allegiance for you coming up and a comment about the derby did you watch it all right i'll make a comment about that and of course the local politics the local election and your thoughts on that at 210-599-5550 steven's roofing newsmaker hotline wokeness is is trying to destroy america Right on. Okay, so uh, Bob, thank you. That was a great rendition of the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. We do it at 5.50 and 6.50 each weekday morning. And, well, we don't do it. You do it. (laughs) All we do is take your calls right now at 210-599-5555. You recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And I can't tell you guys how satisfying this is to me. Um, Not a day goes by that I don't get an email somebody says to me i stand there and i recite the pledge with you guys now i'm getting my kids to when they're getting ready for school i get them to stop and they recite the pledge with us that was my plan for this that was my plan i wanted entire families standing in the kitchen wherever in the house and reciting the pledge of allegiance with us because i think those things are going away and it would be a very bad thing if those things, those norms, go away. So that's why we started to do it. And I thank uh, Stevens Roofing. Uh, for. And I talked to Ed over the weekend, and I thank him for uh, sponsoring it, giving us the opportunity to do it. And so, But we need you to give us a call, and you actually recite it on the air. We record it, and so you, you won't, there's no embarrassment or anything like that. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Give us a call now and say the Pledge of Allegiance. I was out yesterday at an event, and um, somebody said to me, I say the Pledge of Allegiance with you guys every morning. I'm going to be out at an event tonight. I'm, I'm 
uh, preaching at a local church tonight. I know that they're, that's exactly what I'm going to hear. I'm going to hear, stop, we say the pledge. In fact, we'll start tonight with the pledge. Anyway, I want you to do that. 210-599-5555. 50,000 votes cast on election day. Record number of early voters. Uh, it was a, the best turnout for a May election in San Antonio's history. 17%. If that's the best that San Antonio can do, that's awful. Okay. I, I mean, I, no, I'm not trying to throw down and be, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Sadface today. I'm just being honest with you that if, if 17% of eligible voters is the best in the history of San Antonio, good Lord. <laughs> That's amazing. That's just awful. So anyway, Proposition B went down. That's a good thing. Proposition A passed. That's a bad thing, guys. I've just I've tried to tell you during the election that Proposition A means they're going to take your money that would typically go to streets, because these guys don't care about streets. They don't care about... Here's, here's the deal, and this is what A was, was about, and I said it all during the campaign on A. A is about them expressing and continuing and expanding their liberal socialist agenda. Because what a city government is supposed to do, the city government is supposed to make sure that you have fire police so that you're safe, and you got streets to get to and from work. That's it. They are not to be the commies of the world, right? But this city government is following along. That's why I named it and dubbed it San Frantonio. It's following along San Francisco and Austin and Boston, Massachusetts. And on we go with the big liberal, big government cities that, by the way, are also broke across America, that don't have any money across America. Why? Because they spend money on liberal policies. These guys want to build houses for illegal aliens and others. That's what these guys want to do. And and people on Saturday, the citizens of San Antonio, said that's just fine with us. Instead of, they don't care about the streets. Pretty clear. Drive around and take a look. They don't care about the streets. Nah. It's pretty obvious if you drive the streets in this town, they don't care. So instead of spending money on infrastructure projects like street repair, maintenance, building new streets, you know, all of those kind of things, they'll be able to expand their size of government through their liberal socialist agenda through Proposition A. And the citizens said, fine. So look, you get the government that you vote for, all right? And you voted for that, or, or, you know, certain citizens voted for that. So you get the government that the citizens voted for. So that liberal policy is going to be a big deal. And, and I, I do believe... That over time, it's not just Proposition A, but with the other things that this council and this mayor are doing, over time, you're going to have a bankrupt city. I, I really believe that San Antonio is going to end up one of those red cities that's out of the black and in the red. I really believe that's coming to San Antonio. No, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's it's coming. It'll be here. Proposition B was turned down, and that's a good one. That's that's good, because that uh, Proposition B was about one thing and one thing only, and that was defunding the police. That's what Proposition B was about. It was the first step of many that they are planning to take to defund the police. And all i got to say to those who support police, don't go to sleep because step two is coming. You need to be ready for that. Ron Nirenberg stayed in as mayor for the third term. No shock, no surprise. You know, uh, San Antonio very, very rarely gets rid of their uh, mayor. San Antonio is not a well-researched electorate. So they don't do their research. They go by name recognition. That's why somebody with the name of Wolf can be there for 500 years. They don't research. Cisneros can get in there several times. We we had, uh, rest your soul, Lila Cockrell got in there several times. Just on name recognition alone, these people got in. 
once they get in and their name is publicized and their name is out there, San Antonio does not do its research. I'm talking about the vast majority. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the vast majority. They don't do the research. They go off in name recognition. So you got uh, you got Nirenberg to continue on with his liberal policies, and he will get ready. And then you got a runoff that's coming too. May twenty fourth to June first is the early uh, voting for the runoff. The election day is June fifth on the runoff. Trevino and Bravo in District One, McKee, Rodriguez, and Andrew Sullivan in District Two, Viagran and Uresti in District Three. That's Phyllis Viagran. District five is Castillo and Lopez, and District nine is Courage and Patrick Von Dolan. And if you'll go with uh, Patrick Von Dolan in that one, you're going to be going with a true conservative, and you'll have the opportunity to have true conservatives in districts 9 and 10. And Clayton Perry will have a little bit of help, (laughs) which he hasn't had. He has been, you know, 1 to 9 on all the votes. And uh, Clayton Perry showing conservative uh, values and principles downtown, and nobody else being conservative at all. Well, Patrick Von Dolan is a conservative, and if you guys in nine will turn out and vote for Patrick Von Dolan, then you're going to have some conservative values and principles in, in District 9, and that'll be important. Back in a minute, Trey Ware. We'll do all of that if we let him. Right on. That is uh, Governor Josh Hawley talking about that. Good morning, San Antonio. It's 608 Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, where I've got a new video up. Trey's take on the election of Saturday. Please like it and share it and uh, comment. I love your comments, guys. Great stuff on the comment sections. You can get there through my Facebook, through the KTSA Facebook. My Facebook is Trey, T-R-E-Y, Ware, W-A-R-E, and it's open to the public um, 24-7. So, uh, and KTSA.com. So check it all out. Uh, love to hear and, and read your comments and so on about all of that. Uh, the vote did happen this weekend, and Proposition B went down. Proposition A was passed. Ron Nirenberg will be the uh, mayor for uh, more time. You've got basically uh, District 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 10 have all been decided. Districts 1, 2, 3, 5, 9 now go to uh, runoffs, and the runoff is coming up. Uh, June 5th, early voting begins May 24th for the runoff here in San Antonio. More on that coming up for you. I have to tell you something. I, in the middle of all the mess that was going on Saturday, thank goodness the weather started to get better in the afternoon because it started to feel like Kentucky Derby Day. I'm not a big Kentucky Derby guy. I'm a race car guy myself and football. I'm so sick and tired of all the wokeness in sports, though, and primarily like with, uh, with with race cars and, and, and NASCAR, that's all before the race, right? And they run all this stuff, and they got all this woke stuff, and woke this and woke that, and they're doing their diversity program, and diversity, and they're promoting their diversity program, and blah, 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 blah. And very little of what they talk about prior to the race is racing. It's, you know, it's, all, it's all this stuff. It's all this woke BS, right? So, and, and we've always had a saying, when the green flag drops, the BS stops. And I, I can watch a race because, yeah, they're not talking about it while the race is going on and you can actually watch it. I can't watch a football game because not only do they do it prior to the football game and it's all woke this and woke that, it has very little to do about football, but during a the game they're talking about it as well. And I just, I, I just get over it. Well, 
my mom used to watch the horses, used to watch Kentucky Derby, and I'll watch the Kentucky Derby because I used to watch it with her, and I'll probably watch the other two biggies, but the rest of the time I care less about horse racing, and I don't gamble. I'm just not a gambler. I, I work hard for my money. I try to keep it. So anyway, it was on, so Nancy went and got her hat on, and we made the cocktail of the race, whatever that was, and we sat down, just the two of us, and said, we're going to watch this. And one of the reasons, check this out. One of the reasons we made an appointment to watch the Kentucky Derby was that I had come across a story on Saturday that they were going to play My Kentucky Home. I don't know that song. But in the story, they talked about how the woke crowd tried to come along and get them to cancel that song, the cancel culture. we got to get rid of that song. It came from Kentucky way back in slave times. It it played during the minstrel shows. It was played, you know, a hundred years ago in Kentucky. And anything that was happening a hundred years ago has no value whatsoever in today's world because, you know, everything that was that's a hundred years old is racist. Well, in fact, everything today is racist, you know. This is the cancel culture talking. So the Kentucky Derby said, no, we're going to play it. It is our tradition, and we're going to play it before the race. So on you. <laughs> so I watched. I turned it on. The race wasn't until 6 p.m. I turned on the television about 1, 1 o'clock, and they were doing all the pre-race stuff all day. And I watched, you know, and all that. And Nancy told me. She said, the reason I want the TV on is I want them to get our click. And she was right. She wanted a, she wanted them to get the click for staying out of all the wokeness and playing my Kentucky home and all that kind of stuff. She said, we, I want to support them. So... It came time for the race, and they were doing the pre-race stuff right before the Kentucky Derby. Not one guy knelt. Not one horse kneeled. (laughs) Hey, I was watching. I was thinking they're going to get the horses to kneel. They didn't talk about politics. Not one bit did they talk about politics or racist this or racist that. They didn't do any of that. You know what they talked about? Horse racing and the culture of horse horse racing and how you bet and who's going to bet and whose number is this and all this kind of stuff. And the background of that guy and this jockey who actually won the race two years ago and had it taken away from him. And, you know, and I'm sitting there watching this stuff going, okay, any minute now I'm going to get hit right between the eyes with some sort of woke BS. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It never came. In fact, right before they played My Kentucky Home, which was right before the National Anthem, they said, Mike Tarico said, there's been some controversy about this song, but you're going to hear it. <laughs> I said, yeah, baby. And they played it. Like I said, I didn't know the song. I don't know what the song represents or whatever. It's just a tradition there. It's kind of like my Indiana home during the before the Indy 500 that uh, Jim Neighbors used to sing. It's tradition. And they're not allowing their tradition to be canceled. And then this girl by the name of Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly. She's a winner on American Idol. If you haven't heard her sing, you have missed out. That girl sang the national anthem, and guess what she did? She sang it straight up. Straight up. She didn't mess with it. It was a straight-up version of the national anthem. It was awesome. And then to cap the day off, a terrible horse, (laughs) a 12-to-1 by the name of Medina Spirit, Bob Baffert. I don't know if you know him. He's the white-haired guy that's always at these races. He's won seven, seven Kentucky Derbies now, right? He is the man when it comes to Kentucky Derby. He bought that horse for $1,000, $1,000. 
And this horse only had two previous wins, and he was like, I'm going to sell this horse. It's, you know, it's not that good. I don't expect anything to happen. Uh, we're just here because we're here, and that's it. And so, man, this is just an also, also ran horse. And that horse took off and never was passed. Led from wire to wire. And no politics and no cancel culture and no wokeness, and I liked it. So guess what I'm going to do next year? I'm going to watch the Kentucky Derby. And I'll turn on racing when the race starts. And that's how I'm going to live. They're not going to get my early click for all their woke BS. All right, enough of that. Come right back in a couple of minutes here. I want to tell you about uh, the um, what happened in the election, not only here, but in Texas. It was a pretty important one in Texas, too. And Joe Biden is being defended by somebody who defended Mao. <laughs> I'll explain coming right up here on KTSA. I want to tell you about our friends over at Amogee Bank and David McGee's wonderful team. I was thinking about David over the weekend and how many people Amogee helps every day. It's amazing. Their heart is for helping people. That's it. That's what they want to do. And they have the resources when it comes to financial resources, obviously, when it comes to that, to have the money to be able to help you at a time of need when you're thinking about growing your business or you're thinking about uh, you know, refining your loan on your home or you need a car loan or whatever, David and Amogee, they're always there, and they make it super, super easy. That's what I really, that's what attracted me to them at the beginning, was they made it easy. Plus, they were in touch. They were constantly in touch. So you knew what was going on with your money at all times. And then, over time, I just learned more about them and their great business acumen with uh, with small businesses and family businesses and family-operated businesses, all those kind of things, and what they could do for family-run businesses. And I just got to tell you, if you're looking for a bank, or maybe you're happy with the bank you're at, but you're looking to add more resources, check out Amogee today. You're going to love these people. That's Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Accurate the forecast after all the rain. We've got extremely high mold. I don't know if you're going to grab your Allegra or Zyrtec, but it's extremely high mold now. Today, sunny and patchy clouds, about 91. Going to be humid tonight. Tomorrow, a morning thunderstorm in a few spots. Nothing like what we had over the weekend, though. In fact, it'll be breezy in times of clouds and sun on Tuesday with a high of 82. On Wednesday, beautiful again, pleasant and 82. So good week after last uh, last weekend's torrential rains. The only thing you'll have to do this week is mow about four times. Mouth at audible.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We're seeing woke corporations that are engaged as as the political enforcers of the radical left and, 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 and are trying to silence, are trying to cancel, are trying to punish American citizens, and, and I think it is profoundly dangerous. Awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, danger zone. Well, it sure was on Saturday around town with all those cars that were out and all the rain. KTSA Kitchen Designed by Giovanni are presenting Serving Those Who Serve, where you can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member. Just go to KTSA.com to enter. It's presented in part by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, the Institute for Functional Health, and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. So check it out. You'll like it. All right, so Joe Biden is uh, wearing a mask outdoors. <laughs> Joe Biden appeared on television last week and said, You don't have to wear a mask outdoors. Yeah, as long as you're by yourself. You know, the CDC came out and they said, take the mask off if you're outside. But Joe is wearing the mask outside. 
the uh, the intrepid reporters who follow the president around, they notice that the president's been wearing a mask while outside. So they ask the question of Anita Dunn, a senior advisor. Does Anita Dunn ring a bell? Oh, come on. Your, your memory's not that short. Come on. Oh, Chris, we, we'll have to find it. Anita Dunn was the education secretary under Barack Obama, and she's the one who said that she glorified Chairman Mao, that she took her 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 great uh, whatever it was, uh, whatever the great influences of her life were, Chairman Mao this and Chairman Mao that, and I'm going to dance to Chairman Mao. You know, how many millions did he kill while instituting communism? So anyway, that's what she believes. Well, I'm telling you, this whole... This, oh, you have it? You don't have it. A lot of you have a great deal of ability. A lot of you work hard. Put them together. And that answers the why not question. There's usually not a good reason. And then the third lesson and tip actually come from two of my favorite political philosophers. Mao Zedong and Mother Teresa. Not okay, thanks. often. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, I get the Mother Teresa. I'm with you on that. Mao Zedong, Chairman Mao. Anyway, uh, so th- I'm telling you, the whole the, the whole White House is full of these people. All right, they're there's they're full of socialists. There's some communists up there, and a whole bit, and that's what they're doing to our country. Anyway, uh, back to uh, Biden and the mask. She said, "Well, you know, we do take some extra precautions for him because he is the president of the United States." You see. And then they well, reporter said, why doesn't he seem to be following the new guidance? The CDC said, take it off when you're outside. Well, I think the president takes the CDC guidelines very seriously, and he's always taken his role as sending a signal to the uh, follow the science very seriously as well, she said. Well, then, if, you, if you're taking that, and he's also, he's been vaccinated. So if you're taking that seriously, then take it off. Lead by example. That's what a president is supposed to do. A president is supposed to lead by example. Take it off now the tsa has expanded the face requirement until september for people who are going to be traveling so it was supposed to end next month this month it was supposed to end this month and now they have extended it until may so it's there's all kinds of confusion either these vaccines work or they don't and if they work, the leadership of this country, meaning Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the rest of them, should take the mask off and lead by example. If they want people to get vaccinated, all they're doing right now by covering their faces after they have been vaccinated is saying to people, the vaccines don't work, don't get vaccinated. And people are taking them up on that offer. They're wondering why nobody's getting vaccinated anymore, why the numbers have plateaued. Well, because people are looking at Joe Biden and they're going, he's wearing two masks. <laughs> He's been vaccinated, and he's outside. So now the CDC has got cruel, irrational guidance uh, traps for our kids who are going to summer camps. They're, they're putting them in this pandemic forever. This is like these schools that will not take the partitions down at lunch. We know these kids don't get it. We know that they're not going to get it while they're having lunch, but these schools are still leaving these partitions up. Well, now the CDC has issued their guidelines for summer camps. And it's a bunch of irrational nonsense. The camp guidance, written by somebody who's obviously never attended a summer camp and isn't even mildly aware of what happens at a summer camp, says kids need to be separated by three feet at all times and six feet when they're eating at the summer camp. And vaccinated adults who work at the camps must be matched up. And, of course, kids, you've got to be matched up, too. 
So you're going to a summer camp. It's 165 degrees outside in the Texas Hill Country. <laughs> and you're going to be running around, right? And while you're running around, you've got to be running around with your mask on. And the people who are doing this, the CDC folks, they're going to be sitting in an air-conditioned office somewhere making these calls for these people, right? While the kiddos are outside in 165-degree weather. Now, the virus guru, Dr. Doom, Anthony Fauci, telling CNN, the risk when you're outdoors, which we have been saying all along, is extremely low. No, he has not been saying that all of long. Of course he hasn't. In fact, many times he stressed the importance of masking up outdoors, even wearing one himself when he threw that uh, baseball at the baseball game. It's time to tune out Fatchy and the CDC because they are misinformation. That's what they are. They are portals of misinformation. They flip-flop. Like last Friday, CDC boss Dr. Rochelle Walensky saying CDC recommends that pregnant people receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, do you? No, apparently not, because that was Friday, and by Monday the CDC is all over the place saying, well, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pregnant people are eligible. We're not recommending that pregnant people get the vaccine, just that pregnant people are eligible. This is how nuts these people are. Totally, 100% nuts. And if you're still taking your cues from Anthony Fauci, I'm sorry for you. I, I feel real sorry for you. You're drinking it on drugs if you're taking it from Anthony Fauci, you know, because he's he is all over the place and always has been from the very beginning, and these people are a train wreck. So if you're going to send your kid to a camp where they're going to be mashed up all day outside in the South Texas sun, you might want to reconsider that. 628 now at 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com, where I've put up a video that has my reaction, Trey's take, on the election from this past uh, Saturday. Check it out. Like it. Share it. And please make sure you comment on it because I read all of your comments and I love your comments a lot. Well, I want to tell you about Matt Spawn at the Spawn Law Firm. Years ago, a friend of ours said to us, Matt is a great guy at, at planning for the estate planning, and uh, you guys should talk to him. And little did we know that we were going to need to talk to him because of events that happened in our lives. And sure enough, he put together an estate plan that works perfectly, perfectly for us. We have a book. We have a flash drive with all the information on there. All the contact information is on there. It's real simple. So that executor, executor A, B, C, D, E, F, G can take care of it and not even bat an eye. And that's what I love about Matt Spawn. He buttons up everything. I had a question about something week before last, and in no time at all, I had a memo sent over to me on the email. Boom, 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 boom. Here's your answers. Da, 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 da. Just an amazing attorney for estate planning. And that gives you great peace of mind. It really, really does. I hope you'll get in touch with him today. S-P-A-H-N, Matt Spawn at the Spawn Law Firm, 210-880. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. The cost of dental care, eyeglasses, and hearing aid under Medicare, as well as lowering the eligibility age, to 60. That's what we have to do. We have to pay for for that. No, we don't. All right. So only if you're a communist. Uh, all right. So it's uh, 638 now at KTSA. Trey Ware here. It's Monday. Uh, as Chris was just pointing out, it's the no four day. That's an important thing to keep in mind. No four day. It's five, three, two, one. There's no four. Anyway, um, 
I don't know what you thought about the election on Saturday. I've given my thoughts. I, I made a video, and it's on uh, KTSA.com, the Trey Ware page. You can get there through my Facebook or the KTSA Facebook to watch the video, my take on the election, Prop B going down, Prop A uh, passing, um, and then Nuremberg's back in, and then the runoffs, and the primary runoff that I think is really, uh, well, they're all worth focusing on and paying attention to, but the one I'm going to be watching closely is the Courage Von Dolan one, because you guys in District 9, you have an, an opportunity now to have another conservative downtown in Patrick Von Dolan. He's an actual, real, live conservative. The guy is pro-life. The guy is fiscally conservative. He's uh, morally conservative. He's conservative in every way. He worked his tailbone off to get there. And John Courage is anything but conservative. And uh, so you, you've got an opportunity here to really have two conservative voices on this city council and at least fight back the tide of socialism that the rest of them under Nirenberg's leadership have wrought and brought on San Antonio. So you guys in District 9, you have a chance to make a real difference here, and I'm hoping and praying that you guys will. And the way to do that is to turn out for Patrick Von Dolan. That's my own personal opinion. All right, so at 639, um, I guess you probably heard that over the weekend Disneyland reopened. It reopened to residents of California only instead of to everybody like Ron DeSantis did. But the crazy governor out in California, he didn't have brains. God gave a goose, so, you know, he's just opening up to California residents. And you knew the woke crowd was going to get right up in all this, didn't you? You knew the woke crowd was going to be there. So they've got uh, Snow White's Enchanted Wish, brand new ride at Disneyland. And Snow White's Enchanted R uh, Wish is all about the story of Snow White and the seven dwarfs, and they ri ride in a mine train and all that kind of stuff. They have one over in uh, uh, in Florida. It's just a little bit different in Florida. But then at the end of the ride, the prince shows up finding Snow White asleep under the evil queen's spell, and he bends down and gives her the true love kiss to release her from the enchantment, a kiss he gives to her without consent. <laughs> so here comes the woke crowd. The prince is kissing Snow White. She's asleep. She's under a spell. She's been knocked out for however long, and the prince gives her a kiss. Well, that's without her consent. We can't have that. <laughs> so, the San Francisco Chronicle writes, This is not true love if only one person is consenting to this kiss. It's not true love. <laughs> hey, listen, these people over at the Chronicle, they take themselves seriously about this stuff, right? And the whole woke crowd, they're taking themselves. This is what they do with their lives. The rest of us, like... We're going to baseball practice with our kids, and we're going to church on Sunday. No, no. They're sitting around thinking about how they can make other people's lives miserable, how they can screw up your life. That's what they think about. They wake up this time. Well, no, they wake up about noon, the woke crowd, the cancel culture, and they go, okay, who can I mess up today? Whose life can I make miserable? Ah, Snow White. The dude is kissing her, and she's asleep. She didn't approve of the kiss. San Francisco Chronicle writes, haven't we already agreed that consent in early Disney movies is a major issue, huh? Teaching kids that kissing, when it hasn't been established, if both parties are willing to engage, is not okay, huh? 
It's hard to understand why the Disneyland of 2021 would choose to add a scene with such an old-fashioned idea of what a man is allowed to do with a woman without her consent, especially given the company's current emphasis on removing problematic scenes from rides like Jungle Cruise and Splash Mountain, which they're having to go in and remake Jungle Cruise and Splash Mountain because, oh, it's racist. The water. It's racist water. Song of the South. Anyway... Snow White is the latest Disney theme park attraction, stirring controversy. They're having to go in and fix all this now because the very small fraction, it's a very small number, of these from the cancel culture woke crowd get all the attention in the world, and they get corporate attention too. So it may be three people in the entire world that are doing all of this when you talk about relative numbers. But, man, they're bringing companies like Disney and everything else to its knees. When, in fact, they should do what the Kentucky Derby did and tell them, on you. That's really what they, that that should be. Look, the only way that you're going to stop these people is you've got to start standing up to these people. And when they come along and they say, the prince is kissing Snow White and she's asleep. She didn't give her consent. Just tell them. You know, you know what to tell them. In addition to the theme parks, the company's streaming service is adding offensive content disclaimers to episodes of The Muppets, The Aristocrats, Dumbo, Peter Pan, and, of course, Swiss Family Robinson. And now they're going to add it to this one, too, because of this. You can't have a prince kissing a girl who is in a spell and bringing her out of the spell. It's no wonder that Anthony Blinken happens to be the... uh, Secretary of State says over the weekend, we're very concerned about China taking us over. <laughs> of course they're going to take us over. We're messing around with this kind of stuff, and our corporations are worried about this kind of stuff, and our politicians are worried about this kind of stuff, and China is going to release three new battleships today. When was the last time we put out three new battleships? What, 1942, 1943, something like that? All right. I don't know. I don't know when it was. 6.44 now, Tradewear KTSA. I want to tell you about Apple Pest Control. Getting rid of the pests around your place, that is their job, and you can forget about it after you call them. You can forget about the pests after you call Apple Pest Control because the pests will go away. When Stan and his team show up, they, they started here at our house in 2003, and we've never had a bad experience, not even one time. They are deadly serious about killing the pests, and the pests leave. And that's termites too, guys. Uh, Look, don't do not take a chance with termites around your place. Termites can be absolutely devastating, and you don't know it until they're way into all the damage. And your friends over at Apple Pest Control, they'll find the termites, they'll get rid of the termites, and then they'll place a protective barrier around your home where the termites do not come back. And that's all pests, too. Whether it's scorpions or spiders or whatever, they'll get rid of them. Quote by the phone, no contract to sign, and no, ever, no hidden charges. Be sure to tell them Trey Ware sent you. Apple Pest Control 210-695. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. In my basic view, is big is bad. Big government is bad. Big business is bad. Big tech is bad. Big Hollywood is bad. Big unions are bad. Right on. 651 now at 
550 KTSA FM 1071. Trayware page KTSA.com where my new video is up. And it's Trey's take on uh, what's going on with the election, what happened with the election on Saturday. And I was just sitting here reading your comments here. Let me tell you something. Please comment on this video because I love, I love it. Uh, Sandra's saying, vote Von Dolan. Same thing I've been saying all morning. Uh, it's strange the absentee were the edge voting for Prop B. Yes, it's very interesting. Brian says, very disappointing we have to suffer with Ron Nuremberg for another two years. I hear you, man. Thank you, Trey, for the endorsement of Patrick Von Dolan. John Courage is the councilperson in District 9. He uh, represents Ron in anything that he needs. That's true. That's exactly right. So please, uh, more comments on the video this morning. Again, it's on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. I read every single comment, positive, negative, or whatever. All right, let's go to Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. My great friend Carl Eggers is here to talk about money news for the week and the big stories concerning your money and the markets and all that. So what are the big stories you're looking at this week, Carl? Well, we're we're starting a new trading month, and you know April was the best uh, month for the stock market, going all the way back to November. And remember, that was when the vaccines were first announced that they were about to come out. And so we continued to to push higher. And a new report came out uh, last week saying that uh, Americans own more stocks in, in per household than than they've ever owned. And so that's that's really what you have right now is this new. In the last year or so, this new kind of popularity in the stock market, more people invested in the stock market than ever before. And that is a good thing because it certainly shows demand and it helps all of our 401ks. But it, there's also a lot of speculation and people that are new to the stock market and not really experienced and they've never experienced a down market. And that's my concern is that over time, you know, as we experience some more volatility that uh, some people are probably a little over their skis <laughs> in terms of what they're what they're doing. It's turning into it more like a, a gambling casino than it is long-term investing. Well, and, and the problem with that, as you mentioned, a lot of these are rookies, right? So they haven't been through a down market. They are going to freak out. They're going to lose their stuff. Well, that's it, and it's 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 a um, you know it's a naivety to think that you know the market just continues to go up. And again, if you're diversified, you can handle some of the ups and downs. But if you're sitting sure. there with a hundred percent of your money in stocks, or you're using leverage, which we see a lot of people doing, they're borrowing money to buy right. stocks, and then when it goes down, they have to pay it back or sell the stock. And so that's really the issue. And of course, we have cryptocurrencies and a lot of new types of investments, and people are just don't have a lot of experience with that. And uh, yeah. I think most of our listeners, though, for the most part, I believe that they are diversified and they are benefiting Good. from the stock market and will be appropriate with it. Spread the love around. I uh, yeah. Before we run out of time, I wanted to mention something else that I see very serious concerns with, and that's inflation. Um, I think inflation yeah. is higher than what we're being told right now. I think it is surging right now, and it's being kept under the radar. I don't know why, political purposes maybe, I don't know, but I think it's a much stronger factor than we see. We're also beginning to see the shortages because of labor not going back in full force, the economy picking up, but labor's not there to, to service the economy like it was before. A lot of people are getting the stimulus checks and their uh, unemployment, and they're, they're taking time out off and not working at all so now we're having shortages in a lot of different areas it's not just in one segment that maybe we could make up for elsewhere it's spread throughout the economy we're talking about gasoline shortages this summer because we don't have the trucks there's plenty of gasoline but we don't have the trucks to get it to the stores etc etc so when we have all this cash that the fed has been pumping into the market since 08 right 09 and they've just been buying and buying and buying we're we're probably on qe 109 by now (laughs) 
So you got that, and then you've got the government tossing a bunch of tr- trillions of dollars into there too. So you got a bunch of dollars competing for very few products. That means inflation, right? Yeah, and, and the, the issue is the Federal Reserve. You mentioned it. The Federal Reserve is taking a big gamble. They're saying, we don't think this is going to last. We think it's temporary. So we're going to mm. keep interest rates low. We're going to keep the the, print, the uh, printing presses going. And mm. that's a big risk because if inflation continues to get out of control, they're going to be behind the curve. And then guess what they're going to have to do, Trey? They're going to have to raise interest rates very aggressively. And that would cause a stock market sell-off. That would cause interest rates to go up. Nobody would be able to refinance. So they need, they're, they're playing a pretty dangerous poker game right now. We'll see how it plays out over the next few months. But the employment thing, you're right huge problem i got a friend that's a ceo of a large restaurant chain uh he said it's very difficult to get workers right now that's his number one concern right now and you know we have unemployment checks continue to go out we have moratoriums on uh you know evictions so people are saying hey you know what i can game the system if i don't they're not going to come after me for not paying rent i don't have to do it right now hence i don't have to go to work because i'm getting unemployment and i don't have a rent to pay and so that is an issue right now that's a structural issue and if they're not there, we're talking about, a, you know, as an example, a major chicken shortage. Now people go, well, what's the big deal about that? Ha, huh, think about that. I mean, think about how many chicken restaurants there are and chicken in the stores and chicken this and chicken that. Well, they don't have enough workers to, you know, they got chickens. They got chickens everywhere. There's not enough workers to go uh, slaughter the chickens and prepare them and get them to market. Well, now you're going to have enormous price increases on chicken everywhere you go. The next time you stop at churches or somewhere like that, you're going to see your prices go up. And we're going to see that throughout the entire here's the point it's going to happen throughout the entire economy there's not going to be a sector of the economy that's not going to be affected by these uh, rise in prices uh, carl i gotta let you go we're out of time but thank you every monday for being here carl eggers creating richer coming up where in rima is next trey ware ktsa